Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the H&H Sports Podcast. I'm Tanner Hicks, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Jackson Huey. And we are back with the standings predictions like we promised, like we promised last week. We're back with the standings predictions last week. As you guys know, we did the ACC this week. We're doing the Pac-12. The Pac-12 is a very, very, very interesting conference. Um, you know, in the coming future, at least it will be. As you, this is the last year for USC and UCLA, both of them. In the conference, they're moving to the Big Ten next year. Is that correct? That is. Um, and I saw a thing that they're like all their recruiting like photo shoots or yeah. they have the Big Ten patch already on. So USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten next year. Last year in the back in the Pac-12, um, it should be an interesting year for the Pac-12. I will say. Um, but enough talking. Let's get to the predictions. It's what it's what everybody's here for. It's what we're here for. Now. Considering it is called the Pac-12, there are Pac-12, there are 12 teams in the Pac-12. Believe it or not, so <laughs> we're gonna start at the 12 spot. Jackson, you always have the honor to go first on these. So, at the 12 spot, I have Stanford at three and nine. I have them at two and ten. I have them there. Yeah, I, I, I got them sneaking up, winning one more game than than they're predict, projected to. Um, Stanford's really bad. They're yeah, and really coach, really bad. They got a new coach, so I mean, I think it's gonna take some time. But uh, yeah, they're horrible. Stanford, Stanford's horrible. Yeah, it's hard to be worse than they were last year, but they've somehow found a way. They're only returning six guys. They only bring in four transfers, which is the seventy fifth best transfer class in the nation. And they lose uh, guys like Tanner McKee and Michael Wilson to the draft, um, and a lot of other guys transferred out of there too. They have the eighth best recruiting class in the conference and the 45th best class in the entire nation. They are really, and they bring in Troy Taylor as their head coach. I forget where he came from, but he replaced David Shaw who resigned. Stanford's really bad. This team is like as bad as a group of five, as bad as a power five team could get. They're horrible. And that's my take. They're going to win. They're going to beat the two like, you know, FCS teams that they play and then they're going to go. Oh, and nine in conference play is what I, as do you remember last year when I picked Stanford dubs at USC <laughs> that one game? Yeah. Stanford's bad. That's my analysis on that. They're really bad. The 11 spot. Who's your 11? This is going to blow your mind. Maybe in the 11 spot, I have Colorado. Okay. I don't have them too far. I don't yeah. have them too far. It is surprising from you because you were kind of talking them up after they got Dion in yeah, December. Yeah, I was. But I just think their schedule is a gauntlet. What was I saying? I mean, what was I saying? It's a gauntlet. I said, I said at most six. At most, they at most they squeak into a bowl game. At most. Yeah, I have them at three and nine. Damn. <laughs> Three they and can't, nine. They can't be much worse than last year, but I gotta see Dion prove it, man. I mean, I'm not doubting him. He may coach he, on one foot. Yeah, I think he can. I think he can. I think he can make that program really good. I do. I just think it's gonna. I don't know how well with the whole. I mean, the whole the whole team transferred out. They they did, but they <laughs> they 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 did bring in the number one transfer class. They did, yeah, they did. In. 
So, I mean, we saw that with Ole Miss last year, and that didn't really work out. Yeah, I uh, mean, I, I just got to see it translate. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I, I have them a little better, but it's not like, you know, yeah, I mean, I did, heads on this one. Yeah, I did these like three or four times, and like it was like every time I was like, dang, I wish they, I wish I could have them better than that, but I just don't. I have them getting a little, a couple of upsets because I think that team is so talented, just raw talent. Yeah, I expect them to win a game or two. They're not supposed to, but I don't have them here. But I, I think they will win a game or two. They're not supposed to. I took that. It's a consideration. I, it may not be the right upset, but I, I think they'll go on the road and maybe win a game or two. That you know, that they'll, yeah. they'll just they'll squeak out just because they're so talented. Like I, their first two games are tough. Like even I think them in the Nebraska games is tough. Like even at home, I think that's a tough game for them. Yeah, it's like. This will be a, a big prove it schedule for Dion. Even in year one, all eyes are on him in year one. I'll get at TCU is going to be tough too. I mean, I'll get to them when I, wherever I have them. And eleven, I have Arizona, the Wildcats of Arizona. Um, at four and eight, at the the eleven spot, they bring it. They bring back half their starters. They bring back 11 starters. They bring in seven transfers, the 51st best transfer class. They bring in Justin flow from Oregon who's a pretty good uh, off ball linebacker himself. Uh, they bring in Mont- Let me see if I can say the same right. Montana Lamonius Craig from Colorado. What a name. And they lose their best receiver in Dorian singer and Christian Roland Wallace to USC transfer portal. Six best uh Recruiting class of the Pac-12, 38th best recruiting class in the entire country. Arizona, they're just a team. You know, they're a team. I'll say it. They're a team. That's a, <laughs> that's all I got for you. Their quarterback may sh- like he may be pretty good this year. Their quarterback, and I mean, he's to- both his top two receivers are gone from last year, so maybe not. But the quarterback from last year is still there, so maybe. Maybe their quarterback will do a little something, but I they're winning four games. I have so <laughs> maybe not. I have them. I have them at my ten at four and eight too. So we jump right into the ten. You have yeah. You, they're you, just you not. They're just about Arizona. They're just not a good football team. I mean, they're, they're good at that. You know, the, if if there's one thing Arizona's good at is being bad at football. <laughs> they're 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 decent at basketball every but year, but they're better than Stanford. That's, I mean, that's like bare minimum <laughs> if you're a power five team. They, they Arizona did go 0 and 12 in themselves a couple of years ago. I think it was the COVID year. They went 0 and something. They didn't win a game. Jumping to 10, you said you have Arizona. I, I have, have Arizona here. I have the Cal Golden Bears. Now, Cal, it, like their biggest thing is, oh, they're returning 18 guys from last year. They were bad. So it's like, it's like the thing with, uh, yeah, they team, were bad. What team in the sec last year returned a lot of guys? Vanderbilt. Ole Miss? No, it was Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. Yeah. They returned like almost all their, the whole team. They, they improved. They, 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 we predicted them to upset Tennessee in the last week of the year to make a bowl game, but that, that obviously didn't happen. Um, they improved obviously, but you know, if you're returning guys from a bad team, it's like, what do you expect? They're going to be bad again. Um, Cal, they return 18 starters, the most in the Pac-12. Uh, they bring in 10 transfers, the 17th best transfer class in the entire country. Um, 12th best, the last recruiting, the last class ranked 
in the Pac-12 and the 78th best class in the entire country. They don't bring in much as far as recruits grow, but they bring in a little bit as far as transfers go. Now, Cal is always going to be a cool little transfer destination because it is, you know, California. That that does lure a lot of people. They'll be decent. I had them at like my original. I had a rough draft for this one. I had them going two and ten. With yeah, I had them way. I had them way down there at one point, and, and I was like, no, they're going to be better than that. I I see all these like all the, all the, like the the factors I just named off, and I'm like gonna be a little better just because they're a seasoned football team right right but still five and seven isn't really respectable yeah i think i think i think a bowl game is their absolute season i really don't expect them to get there i could see maybe a seven maybe seven games maybe seven games if they're gonna need a lot of help like i'm they're not my nine but um they um they're going to need a lot of help. They're going to need to sneak up and win a couple, like at least a big time game to even have a chance at a bowl game. Yeah, Cal's not great. They're they're all right, and their they're schedule right. doesn't do them any favors. I got to, I was looking at it. it doesn't. Yeah, they're they're okay. That's all I have, that's all I have to say about Cal. At nine, who's your nine? At nine, I have Arizona State at three and nine. Wow, that's surprising. That is surprising me. Yeah, it is. I have a them good. a lot better. It is a little bit, but I just think it's going to take time. I like Th- three and nine. Yeah, I know they have a new coach, but dog, that's crazy. I think, but they I do think this, in, I think this. They brought in the second most transfers in the country. I hear you. Is that why you have them so bad? Yeah, part of new it. coach, all these transfers. Yeah, I mean, that's part of it. And um, but I do think this team could be sneakily very good late in the season, like when they play Oregon or when they play, I don't know who else, I forget who else they play late in the season, but they could be, I think they could be sneakily very good and possibly upset somebody late in the season. They usually do that. They're usually good for at least one upset a yeah. year. Um, this is where I have Colorado. Now, Colorado has been probably the, the darling of the off season, I guess you could say. Um, in college football, they only bring back nine guys from last year, but they bring in 28 transfers. The obviously the best, the best transfer class in the nation. They bring in Travis Hunter, former first overall recruit, Shadur Sanders, Deion Sun, um, and Demoy Kennedy from Alabama, who's a inside linebacker. They did lose Jordan Tyson and uh, Montana Lamonius Craig, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, but they did have, as far as like recruiting, recruiting. I mean, they did all, they did all right. They brought in the 29th best class in the entire country, fifth best in the Pac-12. In a couple years, if Dion stays, this 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 team's going to be scary, just because guys are just going to guys are just going to go because it's Dion. Yeah, and it's, that's it's, like he's already like, he's already proved that he's already the, proved that. It's like Penny Hardaway. I mean, he just he just has that lure for some guys. And I have them going five and seven. Like I said, they're going to win a couple games that they aren't. They shouldn't win because the team is just so talented. Just like off raw talent alone, the team is just. Yeah, you know, I, I agree. They'll I win just, a, couple, a couple games they shouldn't win. Another and, another thing I I factored in is I'm not saying he's not going to be good, but I'm I'm not I'm not we got I got to see Shadur Sanders at the. FBS level, dude. His first game is on the road in TCU. 
Yeah, that's just going to be a, a huge wake up, wake up call for yeah. you. Compare, yeah, bro. compared to what hey, he's welcome been playing. To the, hey, welcome to the FBS. You have to play at TCU week one, who just made the national championship last year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not saying I, I'm not saying he can't be good. Don't get me wrong. They'll be good in a couple of years. I'm, I'm just, just saying I have to see it. You know what I'm saying? Because he, yeah. he played he played at Jackson State. I mean, there's not much competition down there. Let's be real. I think we, we, obviously we have to see if Dion is actually a good coach. I mean, he's like he's a decent coach at least, or else kids wouldn't. Let's just, just say, go. let's just be clear: three, four, five wins is a massive positive for Colorado this year. I know that every pretty much everyone on the team is an, is a is new. What wasn't there last year? Dion brings in this whole new coaching staff. Everybody's got to get accustomed to everybody. It's like it's like LSU from last year. Uh, I, although I don't think Colorado's just going to have this crazy season that LSU had last year, where they had a chance to make the national championship with all that turnover that they had last year. Um, I just I don't think that's going to happen because just Deion Sanders isn't uh, Brian Kelly. Right. It's just, I, I like you said, we need to see it. We need to see it from a lot of guys. Yeah, I, I, the only, I mean, the only, the I, only thing I need to I, see it from Travis Hunter. I was about to say the only thing I trust, who the only person I trust who would be good is Travis Hunter. Yeah, that guy's a freak. He's I mean, gonna I, be good. he's gonna I, be good. I think he's gonna be good, but I still need to see it. Yeah, we do. He's only played against um, FCS competition so far, and he's um, gonna play both sides. That's gonna be tough too. Yeah, what is he? Is he a corner or is he a receiver? He plays both. Like primary. I, I don't like, really it, know. I think he's a corner primary. I think I think I remember he was like a corner because he committed to Florida State corner. at first. Yeah, I think he's a primary corner. It, anyway, Colorado is going to be the team to look at throughout the season just because of the lure of Deion Sanders. The eighth spot. Who's your yeah. eight? At eight, I have Cal. Okay. I have him at four and eight. I think this team, I think you hit pretty much hit the nail on the head. They're going to be a little bit better. And I wanted to, I wanted to put them at five wins, but I just couldn't find a fifth win. I just, yeah, the, the Pac 12 usually is like pretty chaotic <laughs> throughout the entire season. It's like, it's, it's pretty chaotic. There's no real like, Things you can rely on in the Pac-12. There's no like, you know, hey, this team's always going to be bad, except for you know Arizona. There's no team that's always just going to be bad. There's no, no these. There's there's a handful of teams that are always going to be good, but there's no just like, you know, cookie cutter way to describe the Pac-12. The Pac-12 is probably the most chaotic conference in the <laughs> in the nation, uh, probably besides the Big Ten. It's it's just a lot of things happen in the Pac-12, so a lot of things factor into who how many you know wins each team gets this is this is where i have uh wazoo washington state i think i have them going six and six um what is his name it hit well, the quarterback who washington state yeah uh 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 ward cameron ward cameron ward cameron ward uh, showed flashes last year. wasn't necessarily crazy as like he was at uh, 
uh, I, I'm forgetting everything. His incarnate word, like he wasn't incarnate. He threw like 60 plus touchdowns. He transfers to Wazoo. He was all right. He was cool. I need to see it. I need to see it from him this year. Uh, for them to, you know, just make a bowl game. They're respectable last year. They return 11 guys. They only bring in six transfers. Uh, they lose Diane Henley and Dazon Stripling to the draft. Uh, Dazon Stripling was a transfer. He transferred to Oklahoma State, but they use, they lose Diane Henley to the draft, their best defender. They have the second to last uh, recruited class in the Pac-12 and 63rd best class in the entire nation. Now, Wazoo's not going to be this team that blows you away in the recruiting because it's Pullman, Washington. Nobody wants to play there. And one of these teams that like you don't expect them, you don't ever expect them to be good. Like when Mike Leach was there probably, but you just don't expect them to be good most years. And then they do more with less. You know what I mean? Uh, Right. So I had them going six and six. They're a respectable roster. They, they, they had a cool little seven wins last year, made a bowl game. So I think they'll, you know, be at least average again (laughs) this year. It's six and six. That's all I have to say. See, I have them a little bit better, but I do have them at seven. Yeah. Um, I have them at eight and four. Oh. Uh, so I got a gap in between my eight and seven. <laughs> oh dear. But uh, yeah. You're, I mean, you have the you have the Pac-12 top heavy. Yeah, they are top heavy in my in my predictions. But so yeah, I just who's your eight? My eight was Cal. Oh yeah. Duh. All right, seven. I'll let you go first. Who, who's eight and four at at the seven spot in the Pac-12? Washington State? Washington State. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all over the place right now. <laughs> do you have anything to say about Washington State, or do I need no. to say my seven? No, you pretty much hit on that. I mean, like you said, camera Ward show flashes, and I mean their schedule is just the re. I mean. They're eight and four because my bottom half's so bad. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> that's why that's why I have them at eight and four. They beat all the teams they should be. Like it's probably <laughs> like eight and four. It's probably like seven or eight wins for me. Is where I yeah. put them at. Seven. This is where I have Oregon State. <clears throat> Lost my voice for some reason. Oregon State, this is where I have them. Uh there's a lot of turnover for this Oregon state team. They bring back 11 or 13. Uh, they bring back 13 guys. They only bring in five transfers, but the biggest story for them in the offseason is bringing DJ. We to the team and Mason Tufaga from Utah. But the main story is DJ. We from Clemson. He, he struggled last year to say the least. He struggled. Didn't live up to the, to the hype he got back in the COVID year. Um, when he replaced Trevor Lawrence for that one game, was absolutely sensational in that one game against uh, a playoff team in Notre Dame. They ended, they did up losing that game, but he didn't it, live up to that, that hype. Um, he transfers out of Clemson. Clemson gets a new, you know, a whole new offensive coaching staff. So DJ leaves, goes to Oregon State, where he's the primary focus of that offense. Uh, they lose Luke Musgrave to the draft. They lose Omar Spates to LSU. They lose JT Byrne to Cal. And then they bring in the 10th best class, the Pac-12, the 49th best class in the nation. The Pac-12 is not very good at recruiting, is what I've learned. Yeah, no. Study for this episode. They weren't, they're not very good at recruiting. <laughs> um, 
you'd think the other way around because they're on the West Coast. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm not hip, but Pac-12 isn't very good at recruiting. Oregon State, all I have to say is that they're a team. They bring in DJ. He's a cool little player, but I have them winning six games. They won, what, 10 last year, I think? Yeah, they won, they won 10. Um, so, yeah, I have them going six and six here. Maybe I'm wrong. They they did. I think they had a top 10 defense last year. If that continues, maybe they keep, you know, they they stay on that uh, hot streak that they started last year. But I have them going winning six games. It was at your seven. Yeah. The sixth spot. In the sixth spot, I have UCLA at eight and four. Okay. I think UCLA is a good team. Obviously, they're going to place Dorian Thompson Rob. Is it Dorian Thompson Robinson? Is that his name? DTR, DTR yep. Yeah. Yep. They're going to replace him, and I don't really know who they have. Malachi Moore. That's year. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I blanked. Um, they lost a lot of guys to the draft. Yeah, they lost a lot, but I think um, they'll still be pretty solid. I had them a little better. I'll touch them. Uh, I'll touch on them whenever I get. Um, get to them in the rankings, but this is where I have Arizona state. I have them winning seven games. So four whole wins more than what you had. Um, you know, Arizona state, I think they, they, they only return 11 guys from last year, but they didn't bring in 26 transfers, which is wild to me. I was like, what Arizona state new coach, uh, Kenny Dillingham. I don't remember where he came from. Oregon. Uh, Oregon, uh, officer coordinator, Oregon. Uh, they bring in Jordan Tyson from Colorado. They bring in Drew Pine from Notre Dame. Um, they lose Ladarius Henderson to Michigan, and they lose Daniel Nagata, Nada Nagata, to UW. Uh, seventh best class of the Pac-12, forty-third in the entire nation. Like I said, Pac-12 is not very good at recruiting, uh, but they bring in twenty-six transfers, and you know sometimes that could be a good thing because like this, the Arizona State is kind of similar to. Uh, very similar to Colorado. They're not getting as much, you know, media attention because it's not Deion Sanders, but they're very similar to Colorado. In fact, that's so much roster turnover, so many transfers coming in, new head coach, new quarterback, like all, all of this is like not the same at all from last year. Not the same. And I think it could be good. You know, they're not getting as much media attention as Colorado. So there's not as much expectation, right? right. Colorado's got all the expectation in the world to at least show flashes this year. And Arizona State, I don't hear anybody talking about them. So I got them going seven and five. Arizona State's always going to be at least a respectable football team. And yeah, you know, now that Herm Edwards, Herm Edwards is gone, put a little fire into these guys, win seven games, finish in the top half of the Pac 12. Did you already say you're six? I did. It was UCLA. All right. Fifth spot. Kind of rolling at, through these rankings here. Uh, fifth spot. At five, this is where I have Oregon State at nine and three. All right. I mean, I think they could. I mean, I really think they'd be solid. They, uh, like you said, they got a lot of guys gone. Mm-hmm. But they bring back. They had one of the best offensive lines in the country, and they got their running game still there. Um, and DJ, whether it's DJ or that 
Ben Goldbranson guy, he was, I mean, he was good last year in Spencer Sanders place. Yep. So what, whichever one of them is a starter, I think either one can lead that offense. Mm-hmm. And like you said, they had one of the best defenses in the country last year. So I'm expecting them to be the be somewhat of the same, I guess, mm-hmm. and win nine games. I don't hate it. And Oregon right, State's always – Oregon State. I feel like Oregon State's always got a decent football team. Like, and they always win a game or two they're really not supposed to, I feel like. Yeah, kind of like, kinda like Arizona State. Team. Yeah, they're a gritty team. This is where Smash I have math football. Yeah, this is where I have Oregon, not Oregon State. This is where I have Oregon. Oregon last year they went; they were pretty good. I think they went ninety three, eight and four. I think around that around that range. Dan Lanning's first I think year. It was 10, I think it was a uh, hold on. Did they win ten games last year? They might have. Ten and three. Yeah. So coming off a of ten and three season, I have them going nine and three in the regular season. Finishing fifth in the Pac-12, they they return twelve guys. They bring in ten transfers, which ranks nine and ninth in the country. Is it's about the the weight of the transfers. They get a lot of high star transfers. Um, they bring in Jordan Birch from South Carolina, Treshawn Holden from Alabama, but they did they did lose a lot of star power in the offseason. They lost Christian Gonzalez, their best defender. They lost Noah Sewell. Um, both of those guys they lost to the draft. They lost Dante Thornton to Tennessee in the transfer portal, and they lost Justin Flo to Arizona, as I mentioned before, that both of their inside linebackers, uber talented inside linebackers gone. Um, but Oregon, them and USC are both like, both always are going to recruit. Well, second best, uh, class of the PAC 12, ninth best class in the entire nation. I think Oregon's always just going to be good. Um, cause it's Oregon, you know, it's a historic program. Uh, I think that'd be good. Bo, Bo Nix is back for his like seventh year, and you know that's a that's a that's a plus and a question mark in my opinion. You think that's a question mark? Like, I mean, we've seen both sides of Bo Nix all his college career. Yeah, offensive coordinator's gone. Yeah, yeah Lenny's more of a defensive guy. What's going to happen with Bo Nix in his final year? Yeah, we. I mean, because Bo Nix, we've seen even at Auburn, we've seen Bo Nix play great one game and not so great the next game. I mean. But if more, Nixon, more of if, the more of the not so great at Auburn. Yeah. Uh, but if Bo Nix can put it all played, together, he, if Bo Nix can put it all together and play consistently good, this team has a chance to be really good. I think this is this is the year for him to do that because you know. Yeah, I do too. I do too. He's he, he was. I think he was really, really below average at Auburn. And his his freshman year, he was he was like he showed flashes. He was pretty good at uh, his freshman year. Um. Last year, I thought it obviously this that was his best year, um, as a quarterback. You know, was getting Heisman hype at some point in the season, and then, you know, they kind of spiraled downward at the end of the year. But Oregon, they're always going to be a respectable football team. Always going to be at least an eight win program. So I have them at five. It's pretty much it. At yeah. four, top four. This is where I have UCLA. I have them winning nine games, nine and three. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. UCLA is really talented. Uh, they did lose a lot of their, uh, you know, a lot of big hitters in the draft. They lose a lot of guys. They lost DTR. They lost John Gaines, their best offensive lineman, and they lost Zach Charbonnet, their best tailback. But they bring in Malachi Moore, 
number one quarterback recruit to replace DTR. And they bring in Carson Steele, who ran for a lot of yards last year for Ball State to replace Charbonnet. I forgot he went there. They they bring back 11 guys from last year. They bring in 14 transfers, the 13th best transfer class. And uh, ninth best, that is like, I don't know how these Pac-12 teams don't recruit well. They have the ninth best uh, recruiting class, the Pac-12, 45th best class in the nation, UCLA. Like UCLA? Yeah, I would yeah, expect them to do better than that. Surprising to me, uh, but yeah, I think UCLA is going to be pretty good. They they there was a first last year was their first good year under Chip Kelly. Um, beforehand, they were abysmal, terrible, really bad. But Chip Kelly, um, turns over a new leaf here. UCLA have them going nine and three. Um, Malachi Moore isn't as seasoned as DTR was. Uh, you know, accustomed to that Chip Kelly system, but Malachi Moore is uber talented. He's the number one quarterback recruit this year for a reason. And I think, you know, he surprised a lot of people. Wins nine games in the Pac-12. I got an eight, so. Respectable. Who's your four? My four is Washington. At nine and three. Now, don't get me wrong. I think this is a team that can challenge for the Pac-12 title. I do as well. Washington is really good. Don't get me wrong, but they have some games that are going to be tough to win. I know. Like they play Oregon. every good team in the Pac-12 this year. <laughs> yeah, at Oregon's going to be hard. I know. It's hard, to, it's hard to win at Oregon when Oregon's good. And then there's some other games that they they're good. I mean, so I have them at nine and three, but I I do think they can they can win the Pac-12. I mean, I do. There's a possibility. I'm not yeah. I'm not saying there's there, um, there's a world out there where Washington wins the Pac-12. Yeah, they're that good. Um, we can move on here. I could talk about my three, which is Washington. The, Washington is really is really good. They have Penix, who led the led the nation in passing yards last year. Um, a little comeback for him off that torn ACL when he was in Indiana, and he's back. So they bring back fourteen guys. They only bring in seven transfers, but they did bring in a good recruiting class, the fourth best class in the Pac-12, top twenty-five in the nation at twenty-fifth. And they bring in some good additions on offense. They bring in Dylan Johnson from Mississippi State, who's a, a uber talented receiving back, um, coming from that you know Mike Leach Mississippi State offense. And they bring in Jeremy Bernard from uh, Michigan State receiver. So loading up on that offense, giving Michael Penance all the we- all the weapons he can work with. Right? Is it K- is it Kalen Deber or DeBoer? You know how to say his name? Their head coach. Uh, who? Oh, They're, for uh, Kalen Daber. Yeah, DeBoer, whatever. I don't know how to say his name. Either way, their head coach surprised a lot of people with the amount of games that they won last year in his first year. He's going to come back this year. They're, they're going to be better. And I, the only reason they don't win the tie, they don't make the title game for me is the, the tiebreaker for the teams above them. Right. All right, who's your three? Did you know you say your three? At three, I have Oregon. Okay. At 10 and two. I have them winning one less game. Yeah. It's just like, this is not, it doesn't really matter as far as like, because that's when you like nitpick stuff. It's like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they bring back, um, like you said, Bo Nix. They bring back the two running backs who rushed for 1,800 yards last year. Um, 
and some other guys on offense. They bring in, they have a hole in the offensive line. They bring in a Johnny Cornelius from Rhode Island, who I think is the best O lineman in the port was in the best O lineman in the porter port, portal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can't talk, but um, and they bring in uh, Junior Angilu. I know you're talking about from Texas. Yeah, I apologize for saying that name wrong, but um, like I said, Tez Johnson from Troy, Treshawn Holden from Alabama. Those are guys that probably will step in and have to play a role. And uh, and Dan, Dan Lanning's going to have a good defense. I mean, so I think they can win. Ten, they can win ten games. I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. I, and Will I Stein, Will Stein also did some pretty good things at UTSA. Not saying it can translate over, but giving him a veteran and Bo Nix will be helpful, and two veteran running backs too. Oregon's just going to be good. Oregon's, I mean, Oregon's always going to be good. Yep. And Top they get, play two. a lot of games at home. And sorry, they no, play a lot good, of games at home. And like I said, Oregon's hard to beat at home when they're good. I know they're probably going to win all their games at home, like they usually do. Top two, Pac-12. Well, we both had the same. <laughs> it's no no surprise here. Yeah, no surprise here. What's the order? Like, who win? Who, who wins the Pac-12 for you? The championship game or just the regular season? In the regular season. Who's your one? I won USC. Me too. I thought that's lame. I want I wanted to put Utah here as like a you know, they're gonna three peat, you know, but I don't know. UT USC is really, really good. Really yeah. good. I, I said on record last year. No, I thought I thought USC was gonna be good, but I was like, maybe they don't, you know aren't as good as, you know, because all, you know, Lincoln Riley comes in, whatever. I wanted to put them in the playoff in my playoff, in our playoff predicting last year. Um, But I put in Notre Dame instead. <laughs> I mean, what a so great move. At two, I have, at two, I have Utah. At 10 and two. I have them uh, at 10 and two as well, at number two. The only reason Washington didn't make the title game for me was because I had Utah beating Washington in the regular season. That's why Oregon didn't make it for me because I had Utah beating Oregon. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, all the good teams play each other. <laughs> yeah, but I have, like, I think I, I have Utah losing to, because I, I noted these because I wanted to note it. I had Utah losing to Baylor in week two because it's at Baylor. Mm-hmm. And then I had them losing at USC in week eight. I have them losing to UCLA in week four and USC in week eight. Yeah. So, I mean, so it's just really like you just nitpick who you want them to lose to. Yeah. And then USC, I have them, I have them at one at 11 and one. Their one loss coming on the road at Oregon. Who do I have? I have them winning. I have them going 10 and two, uh, but they're eight, one conference. So that means I have them losing to Notre Dame. That's not a conference game. On the road. That's what I'm saying. They're oh, okay, 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 okay. I see what you're saying. And I, I have, have them, them beating Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame's going to be good, though. I have them losing to UW at home. Yeah. Is their one conference loss. My Pac-12 champion for the, for the championship game is USC. I think USC, this is the year USC gets it done. I have Utah three-peats 
You taught three peats. What's his and name? I want to go. Uh, I want to go on records. I want to go on records since I forgot last time on the last episode and say my ACC championship game winner is Florida State. <laughs> oh yeah, Cam Rising, gonna three peat as a Pac-12 champion. Three peat. It's just a cool I story. Be ready, you know? I wonder if he's gonna be ready to go week one. I think he he should be. There's a lot of time until then. Three months. Yeah. Ever saying, two and a half. They say they're saying it looks like he is, but. Yeah, it sucks that he went down. But Utah is always just going to be this gritty football team. You know, you, you, do you believe that I have them beating Florida week one? Do you believe it? <laughs> at home? At home? Yeah, at home. <laughs> I will say I won't be as high on Florida. Utah brings back year. Utah brings back a lot. They bring back 14 total starters. Yeah, Utah is really good. Like, I, I can go over there. My, like, I forget, like. Utah, they bring back 14 guys. They have, they only bring in five transfers, uh, but they bring in a good recruiting class, third in the Pac 12, 21st in the entire country. They did lose Dalton Kincaid, their best offensive weapon, and they lose Clark Phillips to the draft. But they bring in Miles Battle from Ole Miss, and they bring in Logan, Logan Fano from BYU. So they're, they're going to be a good team. They bring in back, they bring back most of their guys. They have Cameron Rising at the helm. Uh, they still have Kyle Whittingham, the GOAT. Going looking for a three P in the Pac twelve. And I have them three P. I know they have them finishing second, but they're gonna squeak one out again in the Pac twelve title game. USC disappointed. It wouldn't surprise again. me. I had him I had him in the playoff last year. You did. <laughs> you did. Um the playoff predictions are gonna be weird this year because we have we're because we're gonna have all of the conference standings oh, together. Take, just wait till just wait till next year when we gotta put twelve teams in it. <laughs> Oh dear, that's gonna be so much fun. The, the it's content, gonna be easier though because you just put all the conference champions in it. Yeah, the con the content for that is gonna be immaculate. We're gonna have so much to talk about. Good lord, um, especially in season. Can you, you think about it? All the stuff, all the stuff that we have to talk about in season in twenty twenty four. Because it's like there's no more. Like I don't. We could segue to that. Like, I think we're done with the predictions here. I mean, unless we we talk about USC, why we think UC, USC I mean, is going to finish really first. To talk about USC finishing first, like it's I mean, obvious. They're just, they're just the best team. They have the first, they have the best uh, recruiting class in the Pac-12. The they have the best, Heisman Trophy winner at coming back at quarterback. Eighth best class in the entire country. Uh, bring back. That didn't guys. help Alabama win the SEC last year, but <laughs> they bring. This is luckily for them. This is not the SEC. <laughs> Luckily for them, Lincoln Riley was scared to go to the SEC. That's why he went to USC. Um, they bring in 12 transfers, fourth best transfer class in the country. They lose Jordan Addison. They lose Tui Tui Pelotu. Um, I think I said that right. I'm proud of myself. Um, the USC is just good. They're the best team in the, in the conference, in my opinion. Uh, they have uh, probably the best quarterback prospect I've seen since Trevor Lawrence in Caleb Williams. Probably the clear cut number one overall pick unless something drastic happens. And they're just gonna finish the best. That they, they have a tied as far as records go with Utah here. But I have them finishing as a better conference record. Now we can segue to talking about like this this like Yeah, I could see them losing that Notre Dame game too though. Since it's in South Bend. Yeah, it's hard to win it. That's why yeah. I have them losing there. It won't really affect them. 
Unless they're, they, they, unless they, they have lose two their, losses yeah, up to that point. Yeah, if they lose there and then lose at Oregon in week 11, that's gonna, that might hurt their playoff. I don't know. Yeah, I do they make the playoff with two losses? It just depends on the field. Like if, if they win the if they win the Pac twelve with two losses, it just depends on the field. And, and next year, yeah. But let's just hope that defense is a little bit better than last year because that was abysmal last year. It was very bad. Kept them from going to the playoff. It did. It was, it was very, very bad. But Lincoln Riley knows how to not play defense. <laughs> but like the Next year, when the playoff didn't expands, they lose to Tulane too? USC? No, who Tulane playing the ball game? Oh yeah, they lost to Tulane. Yeah, the they did game. lose to Tulane. Yeah, dude, that was a crazy bowl game. They lost on like the the bobble catch at the end, and they blew like a fourteen point lead in like five minutes. That, that was something. Um, Mind you, of anything? Unfortunately. <laughs> um. What was I going to say? Oh, we're talking about the, uh, the the playoff expansion in 2024. Dude, that, that just means so much to talk about uh, next season, man. Like, in season, maybe not so much because, like, only four teams. This is the last season where only four teams can get in, and there's so many possible scenarios that we could talk about, like so many possible teams that could get in. This could happen. This team could get in. This happening. This team could get in. Maybe for, like, the 12th spot, you know what I mean? Can, like, can multiple group of five teams make the, the playoff next year? Because if it happened last year, two lanes in the playoff, probably I would have to I would have to say. And then um, was there really just an uber good group of five team last year? I mean, I can look it up. UTSA. UTSA won ten games. Like, trying to think. So two lane finished ninth. Troy finished 19th with 12 wins. But that was about it. Like, Tulane was, like, the only one. I think Tulane probably does that again this year. <laughs> yeah, I do, too. Uh, but yeah, there's going to be so much to talk about next year, man. There's, like, just so many possible scenarios. Like, can two group of five teams make it? Um. Well, ever, well, it surprise everyone and no group of five teams to make it. Who knows, man? But yeah, that was our uh, Pac-12 standings predictions. A lot of things can happen in the Pac-12. It's a, it's a, it's a sneaky, underrated, like chaotic conference because like every now that there's no divisions in most of these conferences now, like every team plays each other. Uh, there's no like you know division like restrictions or anything. Um. So every team plays each other now. The two best meet up in the conference title game. Um, a lot of chaos just, you know, happening in college football in general, not just the Pac-12 and any other conference. Um, I can't wait for the season, man. <laughs> I cannot wait for the season. This always happens where we just, you know, we get stuck in the middle of the offseason. We're just, just dying for the season to start. But yeah, next week, let me, let me see what... Uh, who we're predicting next week. I think it's, I think it's the big 12, but I could be wrong. I'm excited for that. The big 12 is next week. And then we got the big 10 then the American, then the sec. And then we move on to the NFL. I'm excited. Great episode this week. 
excited for next week at Big 12 because we have like BYU, Houston, UCF, all the new guys coming in. We're excited for that. We appreciate you guys watching. Uh, subscribe to the podcast on YouTube and turn on post notifications so you guys never miss an episode. We're uploading clips from the podcast episodes now. So you better click that post notification so you guys don't miss uh you know the little clips that I that we put up. So subscribe to the podcast on YouTube, turn on post notifications, uh follow us on Spotify, follow us on Apple Podcasts, where wherever you guys listen to your podcast, we're everywhere. And uh we will see you guys back next week hopefully. Uh maybe we'll bring back you know live streaming. Be back H and H live. Hopefully by next week. Uh, We'll see you guys next week. We appreciate you guys listening.